Welcome to another episode of Voice Podcast. I'm Sean, your host. We have with us uh, again. We have every time a special guest on the podcast. Our first ever faculty member to be present here for this season four. I give to you. I introduce to you, Lisa McDonald. How are you doing today, Lisa? Hi, Sean. It's uh, really a pleasure to be here. I'm really grateful for getting this opportunity to speak in this podcast. And uh, can you tell us a bit about uh, how long you've been teaching here at SLC and also which uh, subject do you teach? So I joined uh, SLC in September in the fall last year mm -hmm. and I'm teaching in the School of Business. The courses I teach are human resources and it's in the healthcare administration stream mm -hmm. and also in the HR stream. My first question immediately to you as a teacher is, Why teaching? That's a question which I thought about a lot. But then when it, when I unpacked it, I found that it was there with me for a very long time. As a kid, I was in places where I was surrounded by a lot of population which was underprivileged. Children couldn't go to school mm -hmm. and I was the privileged kid in the neighborhood. So I used to come back and I wanted to share that in yeah. knowledge with them. I used to play with them and then I used to say, we're going to have that half hour where I'm going to teach you what I learned yeah. in school. Then it was my mother who was an educator. So that influence was there. And then in the roles I took, which was um, getting into human resources mm -hmm. and they had They are roles in which you wear several hats. You're a coach, a mentor, and they kept kind of polishing that skill. And then finally, when this uh, opportunity came and you're in Canada, I've been here from the last 10 years, where I realized that we are attracting a lot of immigrants and immigrant integration into the community is so important. And it's, an, it's become an aspiration of mine to make that positive impact on newcomer integration in Kingston now that I'm here. So a lot of different reasons yeah. and also opportunity coming and giving me the chance to be here. What, what were you teaching to those students back then? when you were back home, like you said, when you were the privileged kid. So where, where can we put a picture of where you're from and also like, what did you teach the students as well? So I was teaching alphabets. That's cool. I was teaching yeah. some numeracy skills, counting. Mm -hmm. So real basic stuff. Of course, yeah. And then as you grew, you wanted to give them that sense of experiential learning where, you know, take them to a plant or a tree and see that, you know, you know why this is green? This is what I learned today, <laughs> that this is why there's chlorophyll in chlorophyll. it and, you yeah. know, breaking it down for them to say mm -hmm. that, get them motivated and hopeful that they would get some mm -hmm. of that knowledge or have that information to talk about at home. Uh, so, so would you say like uh, also that you moved to Canada, uh, how important is it like for you? What does integrating into Canada as a newcomer form means to you? It, it means a lot because when you're moving from countries and in my case, I had lived in three continents. I had traveled more than 35 countries. I'd been to Canada several times before I decided to 
immigrate. But yet, once I reached here to actually live and not just travel, it was a totally different experience. It was, you missed all your friends, you missed that sense of belonging, you didn't have those connections with people. And so you realize that that's the critical aspect of it. And more than that, if you don't get employment in the field from which you come, then it's going to have an impact on other things around you. So it is very important that we are able to settle into roles which we had imagined to be in and also to build those social networks which will help us to help us to feel that yes i've reached home this is home now like uh, what can people who come who are new can do immediately to feel a bit more at home because uh, very frequently i hear people saying uh, that uh, you know the first two weeks i feel down because i'm away from home um i don't feel good i want to pack my suitcase again after three weeks to go home what can what are the good actions that uh, you know students who come here uh, can do immediately to make them to lay good foundation it has to start uh, first is you have to treat treat it as that journey of mm -hmm. exploration and you are going to come in feeling very excited about finally you know coming to the place mm -hmm. you had wanted to come and things are not going to change overnight um, you know we say there is a whole cycle you start with that culture shock mm -hmm. then you go on to understanding the culture a bit so the adaptation process and then it finally leads to settlement so you can't jump steps it may have different meaning for different people mm -hmm. when i came i came through permanent residency but when i look at our students they are coming through student um, permits so their dream is to remove all the barriers and jump start and get to pr so that settlement will look a little different from what mine looked mm -hmm. so um, yet i think you have to be patient you have to be resilient and you have to take one step at a time mm -hmm. and it's not that magic wand where yeah, you've landed here and you're going to make it in every other way of course of course you know impatience is a, a very underestimated weakness i think you know it's uh, we want instant gratification how we call it nowadays we all want that reward right now but uh, we don't know we the lesson from the gratification is much worth than the gratification itself i believe is uh you know the sacrifice the meaning of sacrifices the meaning of discipline and also uh the hardship that makes you stronger studying because studying is very crucial because it's what you're going to make your career about in the long run it's what's going hey i have a degree that means i'm certified to do that it's not like you know i just do a course and then i don't do, know anything about it and then i end up not knowing what i studied and also end up doing jobs which i didn't want to do so this is also a big factor which plays when in impatience i see many students probably not focusing enough time 
on their studies and prefer going to work also. So it's it's something which I think in the moment they don't realize, but uh, in the long run, it's going to impact. So why did you choose uh, St. Lawrence College uh, particularly to study, to teach here, to study? I interview so much students. <laughs> <laughs> why did you choose to teach at St. Lawrence College? I was in Kingston and I was in a role where I had to hire people mm -hmm. and my natural the natural place for me to reach out to was the local community college mm -hmm. and St. Lawrence College was that choice. And the more I interacted with faculty and the students we hired, it made me realize the need of getting closer to St. Lawrence. So when um, St. Lawrence College approached me and offered the job, it was like, I couldn't say no. Yeah. I had to be here. I had to be at that place where I could have a bigger impact in building my community, where we are attracting students who are our future employees. So we have to get them job ready. And let's start right from the start. So I'm really grateful to our dream, um, Patrick Igbununu and um, mm -hmm. our faculty uh Julie White, and we have Ekta and Kelly. So all of them, all those interactions with so many of those made me feel that sense that this is my community. This is my learning hub. Yeah. And so I need to be part of it. And that's what brought me here. And uh, so I guess it was like a no-brainer, that is, to come and study here. And now that you are a teacher at uh, St. Lawrence College here on the Kingston campus, uh, what did you notice in particular from SLC students? Do you not, what immediately caught your attention? I think it's the excitement and the positivity and the determination leaving your own country at such a young age and dreaming about being successful in most of them coming from warm countries and coming to this cold environment. Yeah. So um, that sense of positivity, the hard work, the resilience, all of that really makes you get energized and also you want to give back to them you want to empower them in their journey so that they can meet their dreams find those dreams which they want to find here and uh what's uh when you empower them so my question is what's your teaching style like uh, empowerment being one of them i also how do you empower students and what are also the teaching style that you apply my teaching style, I think what I would, if I had to give it a label, I would say mm. it's compassionate teaching where I like to look at the strengths of what the students bring mm. and then understand their role, uh, understand their goals so that I can... I can understand both those things and then help them through the courses we are teaching so that they are job ready. So I know that the teaching style in other countries is different mm -hmm. from what we have 
uh, in North America and understanding that without giving up what you have and bring, not making them feel that you have to unlearn everything or you have to give up all your strengths to be successful here. You need to understand the system. You need to understand how we do things here and use it by retaining your values, retaining the strengths you have, and so help them discover those strengths mm -hmm. and along the way. And so it again comes to that mentoring and coaching aspect of the teaching and really get to know them. Like I feel a sense of pride when I know all the names of all my students and I know a little bit about them, which I can relate and say, okay, you're the person who's always here on time. And I really value that because yeah. that's important in this of culture. Course, yeah. So things like that, I think, um, are important to me mm -hmm. to make them feel included and feel that their value, they have a value to bring to the table. And uh, you say compassionate is a style which you, which you bring. What difference do you notice from, for example, the first day that you teach here? like the first batch, and when they finish, do you notice a difference? Yes, uh, yes, I do. Uh, actually, that's what uh, happened in my class yesterday, that they are all there before the class starts. Mm. They're not just walking in at any time. Mm -hmm. uh, I've said that they can join the class anytime, but then they should communicate with me if mm. that's the case. So uh, helping them and encouraging them in new behaviors is mm -hmm. part of what I mean. And so I see that difference. Yeah. And I've had so many students tell me about the success they've had while doing the course or after the course or sharing their successes, mm -hmm. which also helps me have that moment of joy yeah. and that aha moment. Okay, <laughs> another success for the student. When did you arrive in Canada uh, the first 2010. time? 2010. 2010. And how would you say that uh, uh, Canada is different from 2010 and now 2023 for you having been into the human resource field? A lot of change. Yeah. A lot of change and for the positive. Um, I see so much work being done in the equity, diversity, and inclusion space. Mm -hmm. uh, I see a lot of employers changing the way they do things to welcome new immigrants. I see our own college, uh, our values here about talking about students first, uh, you know, belonging as a core value. All that, um, all that is because of this evolving journey. The other thing I saw was a lot of, um, there's a lot of education and knowledge sharing around indigenous ways of doing things. Uh, I'm currently taking the teaching effectiveness program with the college and we are learning about land-based education so which is uh, very close to my heart because it's kind of a collectivist culture approach where you see things in the total in the totality you see them in the bigger picture that everyone has a part to play and 
I think it's something which COVID has also taught us that nothing is, nothing is not connected. We're all in it together and it happened to us together. So a lot of changes I saw from that kind of approach. And um, that's all I can think right now. Maybe if yeah. something else comes back, I'll come back to it. And uh, now, for fast forward in 2023, we see over here that so many students, you know, challenges form part of it. You know, you're moving to a new country. There are challenges that comes ahead in life, and sometimes some deal with it uh, better than others. How would you say that? Uh, what advice would you give to students who we are have a new intake? Uh, this summer, starting like in May, what would be the advice that you would give to those students uh, coming during the summer? What should they do? What are the cultural things which they should know? What are the behaviors which they should have in order and the best practices also to start life well in Canada? Uh, you know, again, coming from mm -hmm. a different culture where mm -hmm. I was used to getting advice all the time and yeah. then... Um, so this is my chance to give advice. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think talking about the same theme where, you know, there is going to be the culture shock, no matter mm -hmm. how prepared you are. And there are going to be some failures, but they're not there forever. Mm -hmm. So you need to look at them as stepping stones. And as somebody had said that, Every single storm runs out of water after some time. So it's not going to be there forever, the same theme. Then get to know your community, get to know people around you and be open to new ways of doing things. This will be that wonderful time when you get to reinvent yourself because things are different. But... That was the difference we looked forward to. So we need to change ourselves and adapt to it. So you have to be true to your dream and keep working towards it, but have realistic targets, have short-term goals, have medium-term goals, and then move towards them gradually. Immediately, there might be issues related to um, maybe finding the right housing, banking. So, you know, mm -hmm. the college provides so much information to help that onboarding process. Mm -hmm. So they should definitely make sure that they mm -hmm. use all the resources we provide. And again, get all your ducks lined up. Take one step at mm -hmm. a time. And uh, if you want, I, I can add to this as well. Like one thing which I did uh, before coming to Canada is research. I am a big maniac of researching. I look for, there are amazing YouTube channels, which you can look uh, in uh, on YouTube. Just uh, for example, I say, uh, this is Julia was a YouTube channel, which I watched a lot. Like uh, that YouTube channels specialize specifically for people coming to Canada. So she gives advice and everything. So I, I watched uh, this channel and I did basically everything. So I came prepared. So, you know, like, you know, in that phase where you're like, you know, it's a long thought process. You don't say, oh, tomorrow I'm going to, to go to Canada to study. It's a six months, eight months, a year, sometimes in advance. So during that year, like uh, 
prepare yourself, research the culture, research uh, the news, look up the useful resources on YouTube. So yeah, this is one thing which I would love to give to students as well, like before they come, do maximum research so that when you know, like sure there will be challenges, but those things that you can prevent along the way by learning beforehand, so that those little things like opening a bank account, getting your SIM number, uh, having uh, a cell number, do it in the first two days. So you're good. At least, you know, those are the essential things which you need. And then you move on, go to your school. Also, you have a website which you can check about your course. Uh, you have an email of a program coordinators. If you have any question, email the program coordinators beforehand. That's also an option as well. So... And like Lisa said, and when you come, you still have interrogation. You have the Korean services, uh, you have the student services as well, the student association where you can come and talk to us and we will do our best to make you feel at home. And uh, now uh, the role of a teacher, I believe, is not only important into teaching what you are teaching human resources, but also into shaping the values and belief of students, uh, and be it uh, local or also uh, international. That's regardless. How do you yourself balance your own belief in order to teach uh, students? I guess in a couple of ways, um, you do put on yourself you have to be that role model for mm -hmm. them. So you have to practice what you preach. Yeah. And you have to do it in an authentic way so that they really mm -hmm. believe that uh, this is who this is who she is. And I do that by practicing my values and my values are integrity and inclusion. And that's how those two values guide me in everything, every day in what I do. Mm. So whether it's whether it's a class which has only international students or a class which has a mix, I'm always trying to pull out experiences from students which can be those teaching moments for both sides, those aha moments. So in my... in this last session, I was teaching health and safety, and I felt both sides didn't know as much, but definitely domestic students had an advantage there because they know how it works. And coming from different countries, we don't have the same safety nets. We don't have all that hmm. those legalities. So bridging that through that aspect of it, and then celebrating our festival so we had saint patrick's day and then we had holy mm -hmm. so talking about both cultures and sharing sharing what they're about mm -hmm. helps in spreading that sense of getting to showing that curiosity for the different cultures mm -hmm. so that that's kind of a way i'm saying that values will help you and I, that's the one big advice I give to students that don't forget your values that's what is going to make you feel grounded that's what you were born with and they don't change you can change other aspects but those core values are something which are going to help you forge ahead so that's yeah. my um that's the way I'm shaping those values, if I've answered your question. Yeah. No, I do agree also. I will 
uh, it's I totally join you on that, and I will even add that by you saying your core values will keep you grounded, I also believe it's a strength because it's what makes you unique. It's what will make you stand out. In uh, you know when you go on the job, you it will bring another perspective also. You know, fresh perspective of thinking or even of belief, and. Uh, also approaching students, it also come like, so you approach students from various background uh, while teaching values and belief. So how, what are the steps that you take to make everyone feel included in your classroom? I share with them that this is that safe place mm -hmm. where we can say anything and you can test out things which you won't have a chance to do when you go to the real world. And that's the importance of the classroom. So building that trust comes through making, getting to know them, connecting with them, yeah. uh, understanding uh, their dreams, um, understanding mm. what they want to do in life, all helps me in being able to be in their shoes and then come back to my shoes, like take yeah. off my shoes, wear their shoes, again, take off those shoes and come back to mine to, you know, um, give them that hope and encouragement uh, that you're in the right place. It's just a matter of time. You will make it. Yeah. Uh, and so one thing is uh, which you mentioned is like uh, you making your classroom a safe space uh, for every student that comes in them to speak about and uh, one thing which comes to my mind like is society too harsh into judging too quickly i guess um that's true um actually we were today in my class um mm -hmm. i had learned up um, we were playing a little act doing a little activity mm -hmm. where um, we had groups and there was one group which was a donkey one was a snake and one was a wolf and immediately the group which was a donkey felt that they were the group which was stupid. So, you know, as soon as you hear something, your cultural background or we all have those biases. Mm -hmm. No matter where you are, we have a bias. We have some unconscious bias. So, yeah, mm -hmm. um, when you and you do that, but if you're aware, then you step away from it and see what it mm. is. So whether you are in an employment interview, where the recruiter is going to, in 30 seconds, decide yeah. whether they like you or they don't like yeah. you and hire you, mm -hmm. or it's meeting somebody outside and you see them for who they are and you make that, um, mm. you make that, yeah. And it can be harsh sometimes for sure. And uh, so you're saying, like, again, like, uh, interview someone judging you in 30 seconds. Uh, I believe in Canada, we have a culture of uh, networking here also. So is, uh, and also it's not present that much in many cultures. So what's, uh, what uh, are your advice for students when they come here in terms of networking? What advice would you give them to do if they feel intimidated by this process? So one, at the, at the theoretical level, we always say, try to do the uncomfortable, get out of your com comfort zone. The second thing is that um, 
I work full time at the Keys Job Center, and we have a newcomers night, which is a networking night. Mm. It's on the fourth Thursday of every month. So I always let my students know that's an event they should go to, and mm. if they will, if they have the time, I also join them to get them familiar with how to network, where mm. you meet people from the community. So. you have to do it there's no shortcut to that yeah so it's like swimming right mm-hmm. you can read all the books but if you don't put your toe in the water yeah. dip into it mm-hmm. you're not going to learn it so that's that's kind of the way i would tell students that you had those networks in your home countries but you they were also you kind of inherited them from your families yeah but here you're by yourself mm-hmm. so you have to you know find a way to build that on your own which comes from doing absolutely absolutely and uh, my next question is like uh, you're saying uh putting your toe in the water just like swimming how important would you say are mistakes in life for students or as a human in general mistakes and failures are those learning moments because if you don't actually mm. if i again go back to the interview process we always have a question which will say tell us about something you didn't succeed in tell us about the failure you mm-hmm. had because only when you make a mistake then you learn how am i going to correct it so um without mistakes you're not going to learn more so we welcome mistakes because they are going to be those learning moments for you to succeed so even when you you know you're coming to canada and driving is on the other side you may do driving all the time i'm not yeah. saying you should do, yeah. but yeah. you have to you have to do it you have yeah. to without doing and without failing you can't succeed so yeah that's what i would say they're important failure is important for success the next one's more like a quick fire question which are more laid back. So what is uh, your favorite spot in Kingston? I think it is the water, the waterfront mm-hmm. near Lake Ontario Park. I also like to go canoeing, so mm-hmm. I found some spots where we can do that. So I think the water is attractive. Yeah, oh it's very very beautiful down there. I love all the coast. from Lake Ontario to the harbor it's very beautiful you have various parks as well mm-hmm. uh it's it's majestic and uh, is there something like at SLC which you would love to add regardless of budget time and resources if you could dream it and boom make it happen i think there's two things which came to my mind one was about um having student placements uh in programs so students could get the opportunity to be able to work with an employer and the other thing i think is maybe maybe they have it but i'm not sure some kind of mentorship program which um benefits both you know people who are new in the country and people who've been here for a very long time and we do have some there is a mentorship program at keys also um but if we could have build help to build those professional networks through mentorship 
Because if you have a mentor, they might introduce you to some other things mm -hmm. that would help you to grow. And uh, also, like, uh, what is one pet peeve that you have? I think I see that my name, my last name is spelled, um, it's spelled as M-A-C, lowercase d. And a lot of times I'll find people spelling it as either M-C or with M-A-C with a capital D. And that's my pet peeve right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's because of the franchise, you know, which the burger franchise, which has your name. That's why uh, they do that. Uh, but yeah, I do agree. You want your name to be written in a proper way. Uh, and uh, so what is one book that you would absolutely recommend to students to read? The book which is coming to my mind is a book called Ikigai, Finding Your Balance. And the reason I recommend that to the students is because it talks about flow and finding joy in small wins in your life. It also talks about finding work which you love to do and then finding work which is needed in the world. So, and then you move on to that work should be paid for. And so if all those three come together, then you're going to find that flow in your life, that balance, and you're going to be able to be happy and find those moments of joy. And uh, is there like uh, any message which you would love to give to the students who are coming this up and coming summer? It's important that you make informed decisions also, find boundaries when you're looking for work because I know you want to take up the jobs, you need that experience, but you have to balance it with your school. You've paid a lot of money to get enrolled into the courses, so you cannot lose track of that. And last is don't hesitate to ask for help when you need it. There are so many resources which are available while you are at SLC as a student and also as an alumni. So use the help you need to navigate the next few months or the year while you're here. And finally, as I said before, feel the strength of your values and what you bring to the table. And... Uh... How oh, so you can insert the Ubuntu part if you want to? So I recently also got introduced to this idea of Ubuntu, which means that I am because you are. So we both keep influencing each other to take out the best in who I am. So that's like a message which I feel that we all need to keep in mind. It's an African proverb. All right. Uh, on, on those uh, wise words, uh, Lisa, uh, I would like to thank you very much uh, for your time, for coming uh, on the Voice Podcast to share 
your knowledge, your experience, your invaluable experience to up and coming students who join during the summer. And uh, I'm sure they will find it full of resource, uh, full of uh, compassion, as you say, uh, feel your style through our uh, episode. And uh, again, like, uh, what can we wish you for the future? For the future, I want to mention another great book. Mm -hmm. It's uh, called On Belonging, Finding Connection mm -hmm. in an Age of Isolation. This is written by Kim Samuels. And she says that knowing that one out of every four Canadian will face some mental health challenge. So we need to have four things in place so that all of us feel that sense of belonging. And she calls them the four Ps. People, place, power, and purpose. And when all of them come together, we are connected and we belong. And in this kind of individualistic society in which we are, you are, you are rarely with anybody. So we need to make those connections to feel belonging and bring our best selves. And yeah, that's very wise, uh, like uh, the age of isolation, because it's true, uh, more and more, it's very ironic. We have social medias, but we feel more isolated. Uh, we wonder what's social in them at the end of the day. But again, that's for another debate. Really appreciate you coming, sharing that positive calmness of energy with us and uh, Thank you, thank you so much for the resourcing advice. And uh, again, like if you want to more content like this, please uh, do uh, put your comments in the comment section. Uh, give us a like, and uh, also uh, contact us uh, on Essay Voice Podcast on Instagram, uh, where you can follow and see little reels of podcasts if you don't have the time to watch the full episode. And again, I wish you a warm welcome to the summer semester. And again, like I always say, have an amazing week at SLC. Until then, see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.